Hi everyone, welcome back to No Plans, Just Vibes. I know it's been a long time, I think almost four months since the last episode was released. And a part of that is because I didn't really know what I wanted future episodes to look like. And also, I really wanted to create an episode about relationships. Um, And I know a lot of people... Um, really liked that idea and um, when I did a poll a lot of people voted for relationships for relationship advice and that's what I wanted to do but I kept putting it off because I didn't think it was gonna be good I felt like or I still feel like I want people to like my work but I've also realized that if I'm not putting any work out there if I don't actually create episodes then there's nothing to like the people that do listen to these episodes they listen to it because they want to not because they're forced to and not every episode that i make is going to be perfect or is going to be organized in the way that i want it to i guess that's why i haven't made an episode in so long because i just saw it as a chore but I actually really enjoy making them and I enjoy hearing all of the feedback that I get. And with that, here's episode two about relationships and dating and the cycle of dating. Okay, so before we get into the cycle of dating, we're going to talk about what you should do before you start dating. Because what you do before you are dating is almost as important as what you do while you are dating someone. And I think there's three main things that will really help you when it gets to that time of dating someone. And I think the first is to identify your boundaries and your non-negotiables. The second is to make sure you have something to live for. And the third is to understand what love means to you. And going back to the first one about boundaries and non-negotiables, those are really important. And if it's your first time being in a relationship and you have no idea what boundaries or what is going to be acceptable to you in in a romantic relationship, then you can look at the relationships that you already have in your life, whether those are friendships, whether that is a connection you have with coworkers, with your parents, with siblings, and identify the things that you like in those relationships and the things that you don't like. And whatever those things are, you can use that when you are dating someone. And remember that your boundaries are about you they can be as big or as small as you want them to be your boundaries can be something like you don't want your partner to go through your phone because that's your phone and that's fine or they could be things that are more emotional there are certain things that you are not willing to put up with and if they happen then you know that you will remove yourself from that situation and you will move on and for some people non-negotiables can be things like cheating um they could be things like um kissing someone else or flirting with someone um for some people a really big non-negotiable is the way in which you argue with someone if your partner were to hit you if your partner were 
to swear at you if they were to raise your voice. For some people, that is a non-negotiable. And for other people, maybe having someone raise their voice is something very small. And they're like, oh, that's totally normal. You raise your voice when you're angry. But for someone else, that's something that's really not acceptable to them. And before you start dating someone, it's important to know what you are willing and not willing to put up with. Because that way, when arguments happen in your relationship or when there's times of confusion or when people are telling you that things are okay, but you feel like things are not okay, that's when you can go back and remember what it is that you accept, what it is that you want to reject. And that way you can make your own decisions and you can feel safe and feel like you have a clear mind when you do make your decisions. The second thing we're gonna talk about is having something to live for. I feel like this is a big one, especially for people that are younger, they're in their teens, they're in their 20s, because that's a time when you are really trying to figure out what is your purpose, what your career is going to look like, what your future is going to look like. And for people that get into relationships really young and that stay in them, sometimes you don't really know what you have to live for. You don't really know what your purpose is yet because you really haven't lived a long life. And even for people that aren't in their 20s, when you get into relationships, you want to make sure that you have your own life outside of whoever your partner is going to be. Because you cannot live off of someone else and expect them to make you happy. You can't expect someone to be the only thing in your life that makes you happy and as long as you have things for yourself that you live for whether that is a job or a sport maybe hobby or your kids or maybe some goals that you have those are things that will benefit you because you will already have a life outside of this relationship you will already have a support system and whenever the relationship is not going well, or maybe when you are not around your partner, you won't always be bored or sad because you're not talking to this person. And when you have other things going on in your life, when you have um, different social circles, when you have different activities to do, you're going to feel like it's okay to not always be with your partner. And I feel like having something to live for outside of your partner is what is going to save you from codependency and it's going to save you from feeling sad or feeling anxiety when you're not talking to that person. The third and final thing is identifying what love means to you. And for people that maybe don't believe in love or maybe you don't really know what love is, that's okay. But I feel like having an idea of love or romance um, is really important because then you know what it is that you're looking for when you date or when you talk to people and either write it down or like talk about it with someone talk about acts of love or what your love language is and things like that also make sure that you have a way to remind you of what love means to you like for some reason people always have like tattoos about love and things like that and i feel like that's a really great reminder of 
what love means for me. One of the ways I remind myself of my definition of love is I like to look at the scripture, 1 Corinthians, I think it's 13, 4 to 8. And it's the one that says, love is patient, love is kind. And at the end, it says, love never fails. And I like to look at that when I'm struggling in my relationships because it helps me identify whether I feel like my dating life or the love that I'm receiving is being patient, is it being kind, is it being honest, and do I feel like that love is going to fail me or not? Sometimes I feel like, no, the love that I feel or the love that I'm receiving does not match what the scripture says. And that's when it makes me think like, okay, something is wrong. Something is not going right. And there's something that I need to fix. And that is a good reminder and like a good way that I keep myself on track. And I keep myself kind of in check with what I believe in and in check with what my morals are. And for people that aren't religious or maybe you don't really have like words to look on, look back to, I know that some people remind themselves of what love is through different things. Like some people have promise rings that they got for themselves or some people have written love letters to themselves. Some people have items that are really important to them. Like it could be a medal or an award or maybe a birthday card that someone gave you or just something that makes you feel loved when you're really struggling with love or you're struggling in your dating life, it's nice to look back at those things because you know you received it or you made it at a time where you really felt love. It just makes it easy to take a step back and compare the two, compare what is happening now and compare what you felt then and just be like, okay, is this the same? Is it not the same? Is there a problem? Is there something that is lacking? And then that way you can figure it out. And that way, whenever you are questioning something, you can always go back to that thing, look at it, reflect on it, and make a decision. And the last thing I forgot was in the second part that we talked about with um, having something to live for. I feel like when you have your own life, you can also make sure that you're meeting your own expectations and your own standards before you get to know someone else. Because if you can't demand and provide things on your own, then it's not always going to be okay for you to demand things and want things provided from someone else. And an example is like, if you cannot respect yourself and you cannot trust yourself in your own decisions, then why would you expect someone else to respect you and trust you? And I feel that is a great way to decide whether you are ready or not. Because if you feel like you are a good person to yourself, if you are a good friend to yourself, then there is a greater possibility that you will be a good partner for another person. Okay, so now that we talked about the things you should do before you start dating, we're going to talk about the things you do after you start dating. And we're going to go into the stages or the cycle of dating. And I think there's four main stages. The first is the talking stage. The second 
is predating, the third is the actual dating, and the fourth is commitment and maintenance. Going back to the first stage, the talking stage, I feel like this is a stage where you have a lot of fun because this is where you realize that you like the person, you probably have like a little crush, you're going to get butterflies, you're going to want to talk about the other person, and it's just really cute to see people in the talking stage because it's like the feeling of being in middle school when you have a crush. And in the talking stage, I think sometimes because it feels so new or because we feel kind of silly sometimes or we don't really know what we should be doing and we get nervous, we get those feelings of having a crush, we will often look for advice and opinions outside of ourselves, which is good because it helps us stay focused on who we are and what we're about. But also, I think it's equally as important to ask yourself the questions that you ask other people. I think this is important when you communicate with someone. Like, if you're texting or calling someone and you're constantly asking your friend, like, hey, should I start off the text like this? Or if you want a date, if you went on a date and you want to say how good it was, but you're not really sure, you ask about it. And maybe your friend is like, no, you should wait for him to text you back or wait for the other person to make the first move. And that's good, but you don't always want to get used to that because if the talking stage is successful, then you dating this person, you having a good relationship, it's going to end up being your relationship. It's not going to be your friend's relationship, or your parents' relationship, or anyone else's relationship other than yours. So you want to make sure that the decisions you make are about you and they're what you like and you're comfortable with. So if you want to be bold, if you want to start off after a date with a FaceTime or you want to be the first one to make the first move, then go for it because you're going to be the only one that's holding yourself back. And remember that the talking stage should be fun. It should be more fun than pressure. You want to make sure that it feels good, that it feels kind of easy, it's going smooth because this is your first interaction with this person. This is your first couple of encounters. And how this goes will kind of predict how the rest of it will go. You want to make sure that you're not self-sabotaging by looking for advice in other people, but also by doubting yourself and saying that you're not ready or that you don't feel good enough to be talking to this person. Because if you did the inner work, if you gave yourself time between relationships, if you feel like you're ready, if you feel like you deserve to be talking to someone, you deserve to have fun and go date, then do that because why not? So now that you've made it through the talking stage and you're going to transition into the pre-dating stage, there are some things that are really important to talk about. And a couple of them can be conversations about being exclusive, about how often you're going to see each other, um, how things have been going, and all of that is really important because you want to be able to tell how much effort this person is putting into you and how much effort you are putting into them. And along with that, their level of vulnerability and their level of letting you in. Get to know who they are or they're not really being vulnerable then all you're doing is kind of just having fun. And that is good if all you want to do is have fun. But if you want to be able to 
like actually be with this person, then you want to make sure that they're being vulnerable, that they're actually engaging in conversation, that they're showing interest in the things you talk about and that you're not just going on dates or you're not just talking and texting for weeks and weeks without actually feeling something. And by the end of the talking stage, I feel like this is where I see a lot of people break things off or realize that it wasn't actually fun for them. And all of that was okay because that's what the talking stage is for. So if you do end a talking stage, don't feel bad. Also, don't ghost people. Communicate what it is that you want or what you don't want because communication is going to take you a very, very long way. So we made it through the talking stage and now we're in the pre-dating stage. I called it the pre-dating stage because I think sometimes you finish talking to someone and you move on straight into dating and they ask you out or they ask you to be their girlfriend, their boyfriend. And sometimes it just feels too fast or it feels like, whoa, like there's so much we didn't talk about and you can't commit right away. So I feel like that's what the pre-dating stage is for. And it's also kind of like when you court someone. So a lot of it is going to be like observing the person, figuring out what it is you're attracted to in them. And yeah, I think overall it's just like a lot of observation. And this is also where your cutoff game has to be strong because if they made it through the talking stage, then obviously you liked what they had to say. You liked the way that they treated you, the way that they made you feel. But now in the pre-dating stage, if you're going out more, you're getting to know them more, you need to really listen to how they talk about themselves, how they carry themselves, and what the people around them or like what the environment around them is like. And if you are listening to how they talk about themselves, make sure that you know their morals are the same as yours or have similarities in look at the way that they talk about insecurities or about their ego and ask yourself like is this someone that i can be friends with is this someone that i feel would be reliable or is this someone that i would like to actually have in my life also look at the way they carry themselves like are they someone that is confident do they take pride in their work um do they have characteristics that you like, not only in another person, but that you like about yourself? And also listen to the way that they talk about other people. And I feel like this one is very important because especially with someone that has had exes or has had a dating history, and if they're telling you about what has happened, you want to make sure that it really was someone else that was a problem. Like, let's say they had all these exes that did these bad things. That's a sign where you need to ask yourself, like, okay, was the ex really the problem or were you the problem? Because if this happened so many times, then why do you keep getting yourself into those situations? Also, look at the way that other people talk about them. Like, a good thought for this stage is kind of like you're interviewing this person for a job. And the job is going to be whether they make it into your dating life or not. And you kind of want to look at the recommendations, look at where they've been, who, who they have been with, 
the skills that they have as a person, the skills that they have for a relationship, and at the end decide whether that person is someone that is going to add things to your life, make your life good, or if that is someone that's going to take away from your life and make it harder for you. Also, you want to think about whether you have chemistry or you're actually compatible because a lot of times we start off the talking stage, our chemistry is on fire, everything feels good. We feel like this person really understands us. We love talking to them. But then you get to know them. You get to know the environment that they're in. And you realize maybe they're not compatible. Maybe they have things that you don't like. Or maybe you guys don't believe in the same things. You don't have the same lifestyle. And this is where your cutoff game starts. And that goes for red flags too. And you want to make sure that when things don't feel comfortable, you either talk about it or you let them know that it's just not going to work for you. You don't want to let red flags or toxic traits build up because all of that is going to be carried into the dating stage. And overall, this is just a stage where you really want to be observant. You still want to have fun. Dating should be fun. Dating should not be scary. So it's not like you have to sit there and question everything that this person is doing. But you also want to make sure that you're not letting your guard down every single time with this person. You want to make sure that you're still giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, they could still very much be a good person. But remember that you are the person that allows people into your life. And you are allowed to not let people in. Or you are allowed to have certain requirements. And you want to make sure that this person is going to be a good person this person is going to be someone that has hopes of making you happy and not just hopes, but they have reliable things. They are a reliable person and someday they will be someone that will actually be a good part of your life, be a good part of your support system and just overall someone that you feel comfortable with taking into the dating stage. So we finally made it to the dating stage. We talked to somebody, we made it through pre-dating, and now we're finally dating someone. I remember when I was little, I used to think of relationships. When I used to think of relationships, I used to just think of this part of the dating stage. And I didn't know like there was a talking stage. I didn't know you had to court people. I didn't know that relationships took work and now that I'm older I realized relationships actually do take a lot of work because it's not just about you anymore it's about this other person that you've brought into your life and for me I think that's what the dating stage is about it's where you are trying to bring this person into your life you're trying to see how they fit and also you are trying to make them fit, but you are not forcing them to fit. Because if they don't fit in your life, then that means they're not right for you. And in the dating stage, some of the things that are really important is that you are learning to be a couple. You are learning to be a partner to this person. You are bringing them into your social circles. You are establishing boundaries. You guys are creating a schedule that works for both of you. And with that there's going to be a lot of mistakes there's going to be arguments there is going to be 
sometimes mistrust or there's going to be a lot of heavy conversations that maybe you don't want to have, but that they are important to have because you are trying to learn about this person. You're trying to create something and build a foundation together. And in order to do that, you need to talk about things. You need to express yourself and you need to not hide whenever you feel like things are wrong. This is also where people tend to fall in love and love can be really scary for some people or it can be really fun and feel natural. And I remember the first time I told somebody that I loved them, I was so scared. I was so, so scared. I didn't tell this person for like two weeks because I I don't know why I was scared. I think I was just scared that maybe it wouldn't it wouldn't work out good or like I would say the wrong thing or like I was scared of what the next step was going to look like after telling someone that I love them and I remember when I told the person and the feelings were reciprocated it felt okay and I feel like that's what you want your dating to life to feel like you want the dating to stage to be about feeling good And if there are things that you want to say, things that you want to do, then you should do them and not be afraid of the other person's reaction or not be afraid that something you say or something you do is going to create chaos. Because if it does, then it's going to need some work. And you want a relationship where you can be yourself. You don't want to be scared of expressing yourself or dressing the way that you want to, listening to the music that you want to, going out with the people that you want to. You want to make sure that the life you had before you started dating this person is still the life that you have now. Obviously, there can be some changes with being exclusive or having some like respectful rules in the relationship, but you want to make sure that the essence of who you are, the things that you love to do, that you can still do those things. And if you are falling in love with another person, you want to make sure that they are not taking from the love that you have for yourself. Because the love that you have for yourself, that's always going to stay in you. You don't want people to touch that. You don't want people to be messing with your own love. If you are giving love to someone else, then that comes from a different place. That's not going to come from the love that you worked to have for yourself. Another important thing about the dating stage is that because it's fun, because it can vary on how many months or how many years or how much time you're dating someone, your trauma is going to come out. That there's going to be parts of you that are messy, parts of you that you don't want the other person to see, but you need to let those things come out because if you are working with this person to create something long-term or maybe something that captures the vision that you have in your head, then you don't, you want to be honest about things. You want to make sure that you can fully be who you are, that you don't have to mask things. And if you're getting into arguments or your trauma is coming up, it's important for things to arise but in a healthy way and if they're not in a healthy way then that's a time for you to really reflect all the other stages the talking stage and the pre-dating stage you're kind of independent from this person but in the dating stage that's when you're 
you now identify as a couple, that's when it's easy to get caught up. And that's kind of when abuse or scary things happen. That's when you can get pulled away from your family and your friends or um, some. that's when someone can really hurt you, right? Because that's when you have feelings for them. You are invested in them. And I just want to remind everyone that sometimes you need to be careful. Sometimes you got to learn to stand up for yourself. You need to really understand and really reflect on those boundaries and those non-negotiables that you had before because that's what's going to help you grow as a person in this relationship or grow as a person outside of the relationship. You need to remember that while you're dating someone, you're just constantly working together and you want to make sure that you are working together. You are not working against each other. By the end of this dating stage, you want to make sure that you are ready to commit you are ready to take it to the next level and the next level is commitment and maintenance commitment and maintenance is where i think you choose to love someone you make the choice to love because i don't think love is easy and i don't think we are in love every single day of our lives because sometimes things happen, things get messy, sometimes we get into fights, sometimes we don't like our partners for a day, for a few days. But if you commit, if you made that that decision, then you need to make the choice to love this person. And the choices that you make are not going to look like the ones that everyone else makes. And for some people, you need to choose to forgive this person. You need to choose to love them where they are in their life. You need to choose to love them through their mistakes, to love them through the good and the bad, but also remember that this is your choice. So you need to do what feels good, not what other people are telling you to do, and make sure that when you choose to love this person and commit, it's because those choices feel good to you. Also, with maintaining a relationship, I feel like maintaining a relationship is hard because if you made it through all the other stages, you've dated for a certain period of time, then the relationship can sometimes get boring or sometimes you might feel like you lost a spark or you just get used to each other. But that's where you need to maintain your love. You need to maintain the respect, maintain the curiosity of the relationship and sometimes it's good to go back to where you started and do some of the things that you guys used to do when you first met each other when you first fell in love and i think the most important part of commitment and maintenance is that you guys are now together and the decisions that you make affect both of you that is sometimes the hardest part because We are used to being on our own. We are used to being independent. We are used to taking care of ourselves and making decisions just for us and thinking of the consequences that will only affect us. But when you commit to a relationship, now you're including this other person in your life. And what you do, the way you act, the way you are, that will also reflect on them and vice versa. What they do, how they act, what they say, what they think, that reflects on you too. And if you want to maintain something with somebody, you want to grow with somebody, you want to make sure that 
you have chosen the person that feels good to you. This is where the question of, is this the right person comes in? The answer varies and people will always have different ways of finding the one. But the one is someone that is going to make you feel alive. It's someone that is going to make you feel loved in the way that you want to be loved. In the way that you identified what love was before you started dating this person. And lastly, the right person for you is going to be someone that doesn't make you doubt yourself. Because they are adding to your life. They make you a better person, so they don't make you doubt yourself. With all of that being said, we finally made it, guys. We made it through all the stages of dating. And I think my last like my last piece of advice, my last reminder that I want to say is that dating is about you. Eventually, it's going to be about another person. Eventually, you're going to bring this person into your life. But your dating life, your dating history... It's about you and make sure that the decisions you are making, the feelings that you are feeling, they feel honest, they feel authentic, they feel good to you. Whether this is the first time you are dating a person or this is the 10th time you are trying to get back into the dating life, make sure that you have fun. Make sure that you don't self-sabotage because your dating experience it's going to be whatever you want it to be it's going to be the amount of effort that you put in the amount of vulnerability that you put in the amount of fun that you want to have that's what you'll get remember that it's about you it's what you want and whether you had a good dating history or you had a bad dating history whether you had a, a bad ex or maybe you are the bad ex whatever the case may be you still deserve love. You still deserve to be able to date somebody. You still deserve to have fun. And also regardless, just regardless of what has happened, whether you've been married, you've been divorced, maybe you broke up with someone that you were with for a really long time. Maybe you have kids in between or things got messy or maybe they're not messy. Maybe things are very clear. You're just scared of dating again. Just give yourself that chance because Everyone deserves to forgive themselves. Everyone deserves a second chance and everyone deserves to be honest. And sometimes we need to be honest with ourselves and think about why dating is so hard. Why dating feels so scary. Why sometimes we refuse to date or we refuse to put ourselves out there. And whatever your reasons may be, I'm just here to remind you that you still deserve it. You still deserve to find love and you will find love. You will find those experiences that you're looking for. And please don't give up if something bad has happened. I know heartbreak is hard. Getting ghosted is hard. Talking stages can be hard. Starting over with someone new can be so hard. But you really deserve this. You really deserve to find someone that makes you happy because when you do it's going to be something special it's going to be something for you and it's going to be an experience that only you and your partner are a part of and if you just think about that it's like i don't know it just sounds beautiful like 
when you find the person that you love, it's going to be an experience that only two people can talk about. Only two people were in it, just you and your partner. And you guys are eventually going to be this team. I guess overall, just everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves to be happy. And if you're going to put yourself out there, actually do it. Don't be scared because it's going to work in your favor one day and it's going to be okay. And you're going to realize that all of your experiences, whether they were good or bad, whether they hurt or maybe they didn't hurt, it's going to be worth it. And yeah, as always, remember to follow me on Instagram at no plans, just vibes. If you have any comments or questions, if you want advice, let me know. And Yeah, I hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. Hope everyone had a great month. And I will see you guys in the next episode.